You're listening to a podcast from 702. Clock, and speaking now about those horrible webinar things that some of us have been having. Part of navigating COVID-19 rather successfully includes improving your presence and impact behind the webcam. Many people are now running meetings and connecting with their teams online instead of face-to-face. It's something that we've had to do. It's something that we can't go to work anymore, so we have webinars. You need to be careful because you can't go in your pajamas because people can see you. It's a whole new world. So joining us is human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush. Good afternoon, Nikki. Hello, Ray. Now, you're a professional. Let me, let me sort of throw some accolades your, your way. You're a professional speaker and also the president of the Johannesburg chapter of the Professional Speakers Association of South Africa. And you present webinars and online group coaching sessions. So you know all about this. For us, it's very new. So what are some of the common mistakes that we are making? Well, I think, Ray, you just have to watch the news every night to see how common the mistakes are. The nostril view that is not generally very attractive as people look down their noses into their laptop camera (laughs) because their laptop is just way too low down. And it's really interesting that people don't actually see themselves. They're actually looking at a picture of themselves, but they can't actually see it. That it looks so bad, and and this is this is what I, I do when I do these group coaching sessions. When I ask people to open up their cameras, and then I give them some pointers about how to change their setup in front of the webcam. The first thing is that camera angle, uh, and to get your laptop to the right height. Because if you want to be taken seriously, you need to be making eye contact like you would in a real world situation. So if you um, put your uh, easy solution is books or boxes, I keep an Apple box handy. I keep an old book box handy and a number of books just to get your, your laptop to the right level so that you're looking into the camera and maybe put a little bright sticker or something next to the camera lens because, of course, we love to look at other human faces. And when you're sitting with another face looking back at you or 20 faces looking back at you, you're not actually looking into the lens of the camera on your laptop. You are looking sideways or down or up. And actually, when we are presenting or wanting to make an impact, we have to look into the camera. (laughs) And in that way, (laughs) you know, when you go on photo shoots, photographers say, make love to the camera. (laughs) And that means being swallowed up by the lens. But this is a very tiny little lens here that we're talking about. (laughs) But it's difficult because my my laptop's got that that white light, which is lovely because then I know I'm on and people can see me, but it blinds me. Yeah. So look, if you don't need to see, you know, once, once you know you're on, maybe you could cover that. You know, I keep Prestic and, and, and post-it notes handy, um, you know, to do, to cover things like that. If I don't need to know, once I know I'm online, it's okay. But, um, the other thing is, and here's a, here's just something so basic that we forget is to clean the camera lens. Ah. To actually give it a wipe. If you wear glasses, that's easy. You keep your little, you know, glasses cleaning cloth on your desk. But every morning, give your camera a little wipe because it can make 
such a difference. Otherwise, you might be appearing blurry. And then I'm sure you've seen this, Ray, how funny some of those green screen virtual drip, but, uh, backdrops can be. Yeah. You know, everybody's using the San Francisco Bridge, which is so boring now because everybody's using it. Or there's that one where you're on the beach and the palms are, are waving behind you. It's so incongruous, actually. And Green screens, the virtual backgrounds on MS Teams work very well and you don't need to hang a green or blue cloth behind you. But if you're using Zoom, for example, and you want to use a virtual background, then you have to have extraordinary good lighting in order for it to work. Because if your lighting is not really good, and I have not mastered lighting for a green screen yet, um, then what happens is you have this kind of fuzzy green halo around your hair. You'd be okay because you don't have hair. So that's okay. Yes, um, I'm and fine. And I can no. say this to you because you're a friend of mine. <laughs> we were friends. So yes, we've been friends. No, I'm kidding. Of course we're friends. <laughs> but it, it is weird just you saying that because having a bald head, not not much hair, it's fine with those green screens or those artificial things behind me that half of me disappears sometimes. Or I've got wings or it does funny things. Or you lose an ear. Yes. Or you, you lose an ear. Yes, there you we see. go. And that's because your lighting is not absolutely 100%. And really, you kind of need studio conditions to make a green screen really work. And the other thing that happens is if you move your hands while you're speaking, you get these green streaks across the screen. So actually, what I'm telling most of my clients is just drop the idea of using virtual backgrounds. It's not necessary. People know you're at home. You know, you don't have to pretend. They know you're at home. And the 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 trick, though, is to have a background that's not too busy or doesn't have a lot of things that will distract the eye. And this is one of the most common things that I actually have to say to people when they're on open camera and I'm helping them is um, – can you can you see that you've actually got a window behind you? <laughs> because my eye is actually going straight to the light source, which is behind the person. So I'm not looking at the person's face. And if they have a light source behind them, generally their face is in the dark. So you can't see their eyes. You can't see their mouths. I was coaching a group of teachers yesterday. I had 66 teachers online yeah. um, to raise their presence in front of the, of the webcam. And it was amazing how many had those slatted Venetian blinds behind them which completely throw your eye out if the light is shining through them. And if they just move a little bit to the left or right, they can get rid of that, but they're just unaware of it. And sometimes you can light up like an angel with a halo. You know, that's the yeah. other effect that you can get when you've got light oh behind you. But gosh. what's important, Ray, is to have light coming from in front of you. If you can sit in yeah. front of a, a window with natural light on you, that's really fantastic. But otherwise, um, I've, I've put a blog up which shows people what you can do with two cheap little lights from Mr. Price. You know, those ones with the bendy head. That's right. That's right. You need, yeah, you need at least two of those and you need one on either side of your laptop about 30 centimeters away and about 30 centimeters behind your, your laptop and you need to play. You really need to get someone to come and move them around until you get the right look and feel and effect. You know, you want a warm human feel and you also, if you wear glasses like you and I do, it's a nightmare with the, this lighting. Um, those lovely ring lights, you know, those ring lights mm. that are advertised all over the place. Um, they are brilliant if you don't wear glasses. They really give a very nice light. But if you wear glasses, you get these rings of light in your glasses and it, it, it just throws the viewer off completely. So you have sure. to be a little bit more 
discerning if you're yeah. wearing glasses and Nikki, you have to play a lot more. Wouldn't it also help as one, well, and I love this, before you do one of these, these online meetings, you can see yourself. So shouldn't you also get yourself ready and look at the lighting and look at your hairstyle and look at the background and look at all these things? Because we so quickly, we just go on and we don't care about mm. any of these things. Well, what's important, Ray, is that if you're a business person or a presenter or an educator who wants to connect strongly and be taken seriously, you really need to up your game. And we're talking today just about the basics. You know, there's much more that one can do. You can go and spend a fortune on lighting and backdrops and, you know, all, and sound equipment. But if you just get the basics right, it elevates your credibility and your connectability. And that's what we're talking about here today. So lighting, if you now have those two lights in front of you shining on your face, like I'm suggesting, what's going to happen if you have a wall behind you or a curtain behind you is you're going to create a shadow. So the trick is, and I had the carte blanche team in my office the other day to yeah. to film me for one of the shows, and I got them in to come and check out my lighting and to, to reposition. <laughs> one of the tricks is that you've got to have a light source behind you to dissolve the shadow on the wall or the curtain. So you take a bedside light, but you take the lampshade off and you stand that. I literally, when I, when I'm presenting, I have that behind my bum. So it's behind me on the floor Mm. and it then dissolves the shadow behind me. So these are little tips and tricks that movie producers know and TV producers know that we're now having to take on board. That's and then, of course, sound. You're a radio man. <laughs> I'm saying that is so clever. Sorry about your lighting. I was going back to that. That is so clever to do that, just to spray the light up like that. Very, very, very clever. Okay, sound and microphones, very important. The records are quite useful because you can make them do what you need them to do. And they cost all of 250 rand. When you've got them in front of you, shining on you a little neat trick in order to diffuse the light a little because you know a photographer you know with those opaque covers so it's not a harsh light can you hear me i think just start that thought again we sort of lost you halfway through there oh okay just just start again right okay so um i will about the fact that if you've got two lights shining on you from the front, um, a, a photographer would use what we call a soft box, which has one of those opaque covers. And it just softens the lighting effect slightly. So it's not so harsh on you. So the trick here is to go and get some wax paper or baking paper out of your kitchen Cut a square and get two pegs and then you literally peg it onto the front of your light source. And that diffuses the light and gives you a slightly softer effect. Wow, that's clever. That's very, very, very clever. Now, sound. You don't want to Mm. over project. You don't (laughs) want to. Should you have a little microphone? Is your laptop okay? Well, you know... The laptop is okay if you're in a very small room that doesn't echo. But for most people, we don't have dedicated home offices or sound studios. So it's better to use your hands-free set from your cell phone and plug it directly into your computer and speak on it like I am speaking right now. When I'm doing professional uh, webinars and things, I have what I, what's called a, a Madonna microphone. So the one that goes over the ear and it gives me beautiful sound quality. But The important thing, Ray, is to look at the room you're in and see how much 
sound is bouncing back at you from hard surfaces. So if, uh, and at one stage I was doing some work in front on my dressing table right at the beginning of lockdown and I had a big mirror in front of me. I had to drape a towel over the mirror to stop the sound bouncing and echoing off the mirror. And in your, wherever else you are, you might want to lay down some duvets or blankets, things like that on top of coffee tables, or if you've got big tiled floors, uh, that will also echo back. Right now, I've moved into a new office where I have big voluminous curtains, which suck up the sound and big bookcases. If I'm presenting towards the bookcase, it sucks up the sound. It doesn't um, reflected back at me. So the sound in this room is a lot better than my office was a month ago. That is so clever. What I sometimes do, those horrible ratings agencies, they normally release their reports at midnight on a Friday. They've downgraded us or whatever. So I need to voice for the next morning. I climb into my cupboard. I go into my little cupboard and I do my voices in there and it seems to work or even your car. That also works quite your nicely. Your car, yes. Mm. Definitely your car. I've done many radio interviews in my car over the years because that's dead sound. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, your linen cupboard, if you had a walk-in linen cupboard or a dressing room, that would also suck up the sound nicely because of all the folds of the clothes, just like big voluminous curtains would be. Clever. And egg boxes, of course, is is the, the common trick to create a soundproof room is to line your room with, <laughs> with empty egg boxes. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do. All right, final, final question. Sit or stand? Difficult. Yes, this is a good one. This is an interesting one. So body position actually impacts on your energy. And I've seen it even in the 702 studios. Some presenters prefer to stand, like Aubrey, and some prefer <laughs> to sit. And I find that if I'm presenting and I need to be authoritative, then I stand. If it's a big audience, just like I, if I was on a stage, I stand. Um, because I can move, I can move forwards, backwards, sideways, and you can see me from the waist up. So you can see my hand gestures. I'm more than a talking head. I'm more than the size of a passport picture. And that can actually give you much more oomph and energy in your presentation. But if I'm running a long meeting, say for three hours or a coaching session with one person, I'll sit. But you still need to make sure your background is not too distracting if you've got a bookcase behind you. And I actually have three different places in my office I can present from. One, I can stand with curtains behind me. Another, I can sit in the wing back if I want a very cozy conversation. Or I can sit with my library of books behind me. But if you've got shelving and books behind you, they must be straight and neat. Mm. Otherwise, they pull the viewer's eye away from you. And if you are going to be sitting or presenting, standing or presenting, you really need to hold the attention of the viewer. That yeah, is yeah. good communication. So we've, we've shared a few tips and tricks today that I think anybody can do with very, very little expense. And we can talk, you know, about much more sophisticated interventions at another time. But I just thought I see these errors all the time. Mm, they're and everywhere. they're easy yeah. to fix. They are so easy to fix and they don't cost much at all. I love um, it. And yeah. a good old apple box <laughs> is a good thing to have around. You know, a good old apple yeah. box and a book box, just some common old garden variety things from around the house and you can fix it. I love it. Human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush. Wonderful to chat to you once again. Thanks, Ray.